Welcome to the Changemakers Podcast, produced by City Current and brought to you by Lipscomb and Pitts Insurance. This show shares personal stories and insight from those who are giving back and making a difference so we can learn and do the same. We cover life lessons, business advice, passion, and purpose. Now here's our host, the CEO of City Current, Jeremy Park. Welcome to the Changemakers podcast produced by City Current and powered by Higginbotham. I'm Jeremy Park, and on this episode, we're talking about art that feeds, Conscious Alliance. We're here with the executive director, Justin Levy. Powerful story and powerful work to power the good. So, Justin, let's start out. How are you doing? I'm so good. Thanks for having me back here. Absolutely. So we've had you on the radio show, the TV show, talking about the good you do, but this is our chance to dive in deep with your personal story because you have an amazing personal story. And so normally I would say talk about where you grew up, but in your case, I'm going to say, let's start out with before even birth, give us a little bit of your backstory there and that will lead us in. Yeah, I think um, I think everybody has a really unique and, and special story and it's about uncovering it right and and letting it give us uh power and enthusiasm and and spark and so um for me it like you mentioned it really started uh before i was born uh, my brain bled and uh, so when i was born a few days later i was born with cerebral palsy and for me in in some ways it was uh one of the biggest gifts i could get because you know, the doctors told my parents, hey, we have no idea what Justin's going to accomplish. We'll just have to wait and see. And for me, I feel like that gave me an advantage, right? There was like very little expectation on me. Everything was a, a surprise. And so do I think it had to be that way? No, but I think that that was the, um, the way that my parents told me the story, the way that other people told me the story and the way that I developed the the story in my own head and own heart was like, all right, well, there's low expectations. So let's just, let's just go and be myself. Give us a little bit of your childhood in terms of where you grew up. Let's, let's cover some of this because once again, you know, when you talk about the things that you've achieved, but also gone through the challenges including teaching yourself how to walk multiple times. There's a, a lot there. So that I think is inspiring for, for so many, especially when you look at everything you're doing. So talk about your childhood. Yeah. I, I had some big things uh, go on in my childhood, as you mentioned, uh, learning how to walk multiple times. I was in physical therapy uh, to start with five days a week. And um, on top of that, I also grew up, extremely extremely dyslexic um i didn't learn how to read until i was 21 and and that part was painful too but there's just there's also an opportunity my my parents brought me into uh major decisions in my life when i was really young i remember talking to uh doctors when i was two and three years old like um them having to explain to me what was what I was about to go through and also why like what what was the benefit why were they the choice <laughs> you know to go on this journey with me and I, I for me it, it helped me be a part of my own destiny and also 
you know, recognize that like, hey, this isn't something that's happening to me. It's something that I am very much a player in the game, right? Like I, I, I'm making the decisions too. I mean, I was guided, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like, hey, Justin, at two years old, do you want to go have this surgery? Yes or no? It's like, no, I'd, I'd rather go buy toys. Um, but just having that ownership and that empowerment of of choice. And uh, there were times, I mean, I remember, you know, they, they brought me in, they wanted, I had an eye surgery and um, the doctor was like, Hey, I want to go back in. I want to do it again. And I, I think I was in like fourth grade at the time. And I just remember saying, no, I'm good. Like I'm done. Like I'm good. I, I'm, I'm tired, <laughs> you know? And, and so we didn't do it. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a life or death situation, right? It was just like, it could have been better. It was a choice. And so I don't know, for me, it, um, again, it's, it's storytelling, right? And to me, it's a, it was a positive spin on something that was really hard, but I, I got to be empowered and inspired by my own decisions and the support team I had around me. I think it's neat though. Like you say, you know, that your parents brought you in to have those conversations. You were a player in those conversations. It wasn't just happening to you. You were a part of it. So at a young age, and then even like you say, to be able to say, no, I'm, I'm good. But to have that respect, I think is, is really nice. And so, yeah, I mean, at an early age, you're making very mature decisions. And, and I think that kind of plays into what we're going to be talking about, but Talk about where you grew up in terms of just where hometown, give us a little bit of that backstory. Yeah. So I grew up um, outside Chicago and when I was in middle school, I had um, multiple surgeries that put me in a wheelchair for quite some time. They took me out of class for um, months. I had tutors coming to my house. I, I was just getting more and more behind, you know, I was getting more and more behind in math still like struggling so hard with reading and it wasn't about being smart it was just like it was such a barrier for me you know and so having to uh, at that time listen to things on cassette um have my parents my friends my teachers like read out loud to me and i got so far behind that you know i didn't know at the time but it was affecting me emotionally too it was that sort of like teenage angst years and it's it was sad. Like there was, there, it was just hard. Um, my body was in pain and I was like, you know, I wanted to run and I was learning how to walk again. And, um, I remember rolling my wheelchair into my guidance counselor's office. And, um, before I even got in the office, he said, that sounds important. Close the door. <laughs> so I closed the door and he's like, I had a meeting I was supposed to go to, but I'd rather talk to you. What's going on? <laughs> and uh, we just like sat and talked about life. And this happened like over and over and over again. I would talk about uh, audio books that I was listening to. And like, I really liked uh, camping and rock climbing at the time and like how I wanted to get back to it when I could, you know, not have to just sit in a wheelchair and, um, we would just talk about life. And, and so I'll say graduated middle school, but I think they literally uh, just were like, all right, well, that's the next step to go to high school. I'm like, best of luck to you. 
in the summer before I went to high school, I find out that my guidance counselor got transferred to the high school. And out of 6,000 kids and 26 letters, he, you know, on a, with the, the letter L and for Levy and was my guidance counselor. And um, I still visited with him a lot and um, hung out. And one day he asked me if I wanted to start a program um, for at-risk youth to go to Crow Creek Reservation in South Dakota. So taking at-risk youth from outside Chicago and going to a reservation in South Dakota. When for years we had been talking about uh, spirituality and we'd been talking about um, his connection to native culture. And um, of course I said, yes, right? Like this is somebody that I believed in and trusted so much. I think the funny part of it is that I didn't know that I was one of those at-risk kids. <laughs> and then he I was talking to you as well. He was talking to me. Yeah. He was talking to me and I was like, Oh, and then I was like, well, what the heck? Like, what, what am I at risk of? <laughs> like, what is, what does it even mean? And I like still don't know that I actually have that answer. I think it was like at risk of graduating, which yeah, sure. Put me in that box. Uh, but like, I just thought it was funny, you know, like now as an adult being like, it wasn't then. I was like more of a now situation or in the last 10 years being like, oh, wait, I was I was one of them. <laughs> so uh, we loaded up a bus full of clothes and school supplies and food and, and went to um, Crow Creek Reservation in South Dakota. And I um, can't remember if it was my first trip or my I think it was my second trip there. But the only class I was really good at in high school was photography. And um, we wound up going and uh, meeting with the guidance counselor there at the school. So it's like guidance counselor talking to guidance counselor. And then it was like uh, 14, 15, 16 year olds talking to 14, 15, 16 year olds, like uh world away, but a lot of the same conversation, same interest. And, and, you know, something that just came up more there in conversation was suicide. Kids openly talking about it. And, you know, this was, 20 some years ago and um, how it was uh, so close to so many families up there on so many levels. Right. And um, I remember going to a powwow and uh, watching the dancers and the drummers. And the rule for us was like, if you take pictures of kids or families, you got to get their address so you can send them the photo. This was like well before uh, digital pictures and iPhones and that. And um, we got back from one of those trips and my guidance counselor again called me into his office and first I thought I was in trouble because I thought somebody else was calling me to the office and I realized it was just him. <laughs> right. My buddy, um, he said, bring all your pictures. And so I brought them all. And, and, uh, that's when he let me know that this 11 year old that I spent some time with, I didn't know him well. And we weren't best friends, but spent some time, took some pictures, like saw his smile and that uh, you know, I was told that day that the day we left, he committed suicide. And there's a moment for me that like still rocks me. I was, I was talking about it the other day and just in tears about it. But at the end of the day, that was that moment for me where I said, something that I can do is support kiddos, right? And I like don't even know what that meant at the time but like something shifted it wasn't nothing was fully developed i still don't think it is it's just like something clicked for me something changed and and 
And as I zoom out and as I've gotten older, I can say that part of that moment for me was I was really good at developing teams to support me and what I needed. Um, walking, reading through school, like carrying things like, like you name it. Right. Like, I, and, and I realized like, it's the time for me to, to utilize that skill to develop teams to support others. And I may always have people supporting me, but it's also not about giving to the people that have given to me like a way that I can carry that forward and like honor my guidance counselor and my parents and so many teachers. And I choose to remember the good ones. There were definitely um, others, right? And it wasn't just this champion moment, but like, I'll look at the good ones and the ones that really support have supported me through my life and say like, all right, well, here's my opportunity to, to grow those skills to support others. And that was um, a big awakening moment for me. What did some of your friends or others, you look at the guidance counselor and seeing you for you, for your ability to give you the opportunity and and make you a champion that, you know, you could then pour light into others. What's maybe one or two other things that either your friends did or your teachers or your parents that were similar to that? And I'm thinking like, you know, for words of encouragement for others to see others for who they really are and their potential and their, their, their powerful abilities. What were some other things that people did or, you know, made you feel small or large that, that really were the, the hope and, you know, some of those moments. Yeah. 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 Um, Some of those words really like ring true to me within your question. Um, I think there were both, right? Like, I think that part of people seeing something in me is my inherent ability to see special things in other people and to be uh, really curious and and help them pull that out, <laughs> you know? Like, um, so going both ways, yeah. Going both ways, right? Like, I think like I've I've spent so much time not being great at certain things, like some tangible, but that it's been like the wait, wait, like, and this is a weird experience for me, like telling you my story because I'd much rather learn everything I can about somebody else. Like that, that is true. But I, I find myself in a position and in a role of like, Hey, I also know for the bigger purpose, that sharing is important. So um, I think that just that, right? Like me being able to see that in others maybe allowed people to to see past some of the stuff that I had I was holding. Some big moments, like not on the great side. I had a math teacher tell me I was the dumbest kid in the school. And uh something I'll never forget. I also like used that as as drive to i've never gone back to them but like prove them wrong right like (laughs) that's one i think another really there's a couple really big ones like one was the week or two after i learned about conscious alliance i was uh i was in high school 
I graduated early because um, I needed to get the heck out of there. <laughs> and I flew out to Colorado and I went to go see the band, The String Cheese Incident. And I met two brothers outside the concert who were collecting food. And um, so I went to the store across the street and got food, dropped it off and was talking to them and um, learned that they were um, collecting the food for Pine Ridge Reservation, which was about four hours away from Crow Creek, where um, I had been for those, you know, life-changing experiences. And um, I went home from there and was like, hey, that's what I want to do. I need to like write them an email, right? But like I had to have uh, friends help me write it and edit it. Like, all right, I'm going to tell you what I want to write. Like, and I, but I need you to like, type it for me. You know, I was like a fast type. I, and I am still today. I'm a very, uh, I'm very good at, at typing, but like, uh, sometimes spell check isn't enough. I'm like, how the heck do you spell that? Like, I'm not close enough to, to get it to recognize. And you could imagine, um, almost 20 years ago, like the technology wasn't as good. Now I can like, uh, grab my iPhone and be like, Hey Siri, how do you spell you know, initiative, for example, one that I've never gotten or uh, recipe versus receipt. Good luck. Um, <laughs> we can all relate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by like, like, is that the there you mean? I'm like, I don't know, man. At least it says there. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, but I had friends write this email and like tell part of my story of like why it was important for me to connect with conscious alliance. And uh, so I sent that email off. I remember I can, I would, I remember the feeling. I remember where I was sitting and I didn't hear back. And I was like, man, all right, well, let me try again. And I didn't hear back. So one night I was like, all right, I'm going to call their office and leave a voicemail. And maybe like someone will call me back. I got, I know I can do that. And so I called the number um, and it wound up going to the founder's cell phone. There was only two of them at the time. And he was in a video store in Hartford, Connecticut, visiting his parents. And I think we wound up talking for about two hours. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, a few months later, I can't remember the timeline, but basically as summer concerts got uh, set up, I, I rallied a team of uh, my friends because um, I could barely drive. I mean, I had a license for... I probably had one for four years, five years, but like only used it for a year and a half. And it just like didn't expire yet. Um, I was all right at driving around my hometown because I'd grown up there, but I wasn't good at it. So I, I rallied a group of friends and we all uh, drove out to a festival in Lawrence, Kansas. And uh, we were the volunteer team for Conscious Alliance. And then Instead of driving back with uh, my friends, I drove back in the truck with the head of operations for the organization. He was the third employee that came on. And I don't want to say the rest is history, but it's like taking those opportunities and pushing forward with them. But like, those are some big moments, like leaning on friends and um, leaning on, I don't know if leaning on is the right word, but like the adventures that my older brother took me on uh, rock climbing. I mean, we turned my bedroom into a rock climbing gym. So going from not being able to walk to climbing every day and like focusing on strength and myself, like those are some really, 
really pivotal moments, but like not being able to drive and then not wanting to hold people back. Like I found this group of friends and my brother who like, let me be me. And we would go on these climbing adventures. We'd go explore. Right. And so there weren't, there were a lot of limitations, but also like no limitations. Okay. <laughs> I think too, time. though, I mean, you're, you're describing like living on extremes, right? Like you get to see the best of people seeing the best of you. And yet sadly, the worst of people in the worst of circumstances. And I think it's important as adults to understand that your words have power to kids and things that you might not necessarily mean, or maybe you did sadly, but it's like, you know, just like you're talking with a teacher, you're going to remember that for the rest of your life. Yeah. And yep. And the way that you then were able to turn that into something positive, but yet still, you know, hold that, I think it's still not the right thing understand. to say. I mean, it's still like, I can say I turn it to power and that's true. And I can use it as motivation. And that's what I mean by power, like the power to motivate myself, but like, it should have never been said. At the end of the day, that it's brutal, right? Yeah. And like, I think you're we, right. I mean, we just have to pay attention. And I think whether it's kids or adults, like our words and, and our flow have so much influence, right? And it's, I've got so many kids in my life that I love now. And it's like, not that I'll never like mess up when talking to them, but like, I think about it often. It's like, let, let them be them. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so and, important. And I think that's where we just, we have to realize what we're saying and, and the role that we have and, and be conscious of that. And so I also think, you know, your self-starter, your initiative your ability to see something special and say, I want to be a part of that, right? Like I want to be a part of the solution. And when you look at, you know, art and music and the power to transform through food and activation, there's a lot there that I think is really cool in terms of your story of seeking it out and saying, you know, this is special and this is something I want to be a part of and I'm going to make it happen. Even going so far as the phone call and then, you know, the trip, um, I, I love that that idea of, Hey, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to raise my hand and be a part of the solution. Go ahead and talk about for listeners and viewers, conscious Alliance overall. So how do you describe the work that you all do? It's a great question. Um, you know, conscious Alliance. Now we're about to enter into our 21st year as an organization. And it started with an idea of hosting a food drive at a concert and uh, giving away a piece of art to people who donated, right? As that initial incentive to be uh, compassionate and philanthropic. And, and that turned into at our first food drive, the one where I met the brothers, you know, like 4,000 pounds of food and then 8,000 pounds of food. And uh, then, you know, me joining the, the team while, um, looking at colleges, like I, I almost was like, I don't want to go to college. Like I still can't read. This is brutal. Um, what I want to do is conscious Alliance and like, um, through some really great friends that I'm still connected with today. They're like, go try it. And if you don't like it, come move in with us and, you know, just try it. And so I wound up really finding, an outlet for me, um, through conscious Alliance. And, and it is, it, it was an outlet for me. It was, um, it's not selfless work. It was, it was selfish 
um, in in a lot of ways, while also creating uh, an opportunity to create, you know, life changing impact for kids and families. But in that moment, it was how do I turn my college classes into opportunity for conscious alliance? How do I stop reading about sociology or what's going on with Hurricane Katrina? And how do I like step out and go do something? And so I, I, I went to an amazing school called Warren Wilson in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, and it's an 1100 acre farm school. It's a work college where you have to do community service and work. And that's, that education provided me the freedom to tie in conscious lines and what I was like learning from being on the road um, into my classes and actually get a degree, which um, I don't know, sort of feels amazing in itself. And, um, you know, now I'm going into my 19th year with the organization and, you know, now we have become, uh, more than a movement. We're an iconic community of bands, food brands, artists, and fans really on a mission to awaken compassion while ending hunger nationally. And, you know, the awakened compassion piece is like the piece that happened for me with my guidance counselor and the piece that happened again for me meeting the two brothers outside of a concert and conscious Alliance is providing that outlet for music fans, for multiple industries, multiple generations to plug in, tap in exactly where they're at and be a part of something bigger to make change. And, and, you know, today we're stopping over 2 million meals annually from going into the landfill, getting it to kids and families across the country from Chicago to Nashville, to Atlanta, to Pine Ridge reservation, to, um, and, you know, so many other places. And it's, it truly is this beautiful alliance of people and brands and communities coming together and collectively making change. And I think, you know, you and I talked about this uh, the first time we met, but what I continue to learn from that and be re-reminded is that no action is too small. It's about taking action, right? Like at the beginning of this hour, I said, you know, I had all the cards in my favor right? Because I had the runway of like, hey, we don't know what Justin's going to accomplish. One could also say I had many cards stacked against me. And I think it's just about the way that we look at it and like, what's our next move? And <laughs> what's our next move? Well, it goes back to like the reciprocity, like you were saying before, is it goes both ways. And so to your point, you can look at it as I have infinite possibilities or I have infinite challenges. And when you look at it as infinite possibilities, everything starts to open up. Totally. And I think in many cases, you can say, you know, you speak it into existence or self-fulfilling prophecy or whatever else. But I do think that, you know, a big part of it is how you view yourself in the world and how you go about trying to create change. And the fact that you went out to positively create change and said, you know, just like with Conscious Alliance, I'm, I'm raising my hand. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to seek it out good things then start to happen and doesn't mean that obviously that challenges don't happen because they do just as we're talking about and some very devastating at the same time though 
having that due north so that when negative things are said or negative things happen, you realize, wait a second, that's on them. That's not on me. I still have infinite possibilities and I have the ability to get it done. Not the disability. I have the ability. And I think this to me is why sharing your story is so important. And when you look at where you've been and what you're doing and, you know, the gifts uh, the blessings that you're able to, you know, really provide to others, it's it's powerful. And looking at some of the bands that you've had a chance to work with an artist, Alanis Morissette, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Dave Matthews Band, Dispatch, Grateful Dead, Incubus, Jack Johnson, you know, so many Mumford and Sons. Talk about, you know, where you are in this moment. You mentioned some of the stats, but mention kind of where you are in this moment and some of the amazing things that are going on with Conscious Alliance. Yeah, I think, you know, just to draw upon what you had just mentioned, like, it doesn't mean that every moment is great, right? Like, I also have those moments of feeling sorry for myself and and being down and, and being burnt out and being sad. And it's about finding that North Star again and going, all right, like, I got some rest, I got some exercise, like, there are days that my body just hurts. So like, I, this is not over for me. It's not, I had some challenges when I was younger and they're all gone. Like I think in some ways life gets a lot easier. And I think in other ways it gets a lot, lot harder as we stack more things up in our life. So I just want to be really clear on that. I'm really, you know, I don't mean to say, Hey, it's all perfect. Cause it's not it. But my point here is, this is like, Let's continue to push through. Let's continue to lean on the community and, and the people and the everything that we've learned, the people that we've brought into our life. Like that's true friendship, right? And and so I think it's really important to like recognize that like we built these friendships, we built these communities, uh, not just for when things are going really great, but for when they're not. <laughs> too right yeah let let's celebrate in all of it let's be there for each other in all of it so with conscious alliance i mean i i think where we're sitting today is um it started out with an amazing idea and it's a network that's grown i mean uh we talked about it a little bit last time but the first brand food brand to ever jump on board with us was um justin's Justin's peanut butter, right? And uh, they had three employees at the time and they made a commitment to Conscious Alliance. And here we are 15 years later, still working together. And, you know, they've obviously grown as a brand. And uh, we started out with our first band, the String Cheese Incident. And then STS9 was the first band to let us go on tour with them. And then a few years later, we did a whole tour, a uh, whole summer with Phil Lesh and Friends and uh, Trey Anastasio. And, um, uh, it's just grown. And so like literally has continued to become a conscious alliance. And one thing you'll, I'll never do is put a ceiling on what's possible for the organization, but, and some things that I'm really proud of are the growth and development of our team as leaders across industries. I'm really um, proud of our staff for their unwavering dedication towards um the mission and the communities and the people that we work with and like 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 the people we serve the people that we work alongside with it's it's all this this beautiful interaction that makes up conscious alliance and um in 2021 we 
open the doors to our first ever national distribution center here in Colorado, which puts all of our operations under one roof, allows for trucks to come in and drop off food and for us to get trucks out the door. You can come in and see 20 years of art that feeds posters around the office and beautiful photos that highlight our incredible work as a community, right? It's like, this is much bigger than one person or or uh, one group of people. It, it is truly an alliance and it's a beautiful thing because people that we get to work with every day have become family and it's, it's, it's more, it's more than a job. It's more than something we got to do in our twenties. Right. I think that that's another important way to distinguish this is like, we're building this into something that I hope lasts well beyond my years with the organization and, and provides an opportunity for more folks to tap in and, and make a difference. Well, you're building the community, but you're also building a, a lasting legacy. And and I think that's an important piece of this as well. And you're empowering so many others to realize how easy it can be to make a difference by adding purpose to the things that they're doing, like going to a concert and yeah. taking their gifts through artwork and music and being able to leverage those to benefit others, not only with the artistic form, but the physical form of literally feeding kids. And so I think there's so many great layers to what you're doing. Let's talk about how the community can get involved because you also do have a conscious alliance fight against hunger, completing three actions and enter to be chance for uh, a chance to win two tickets to any 2023 Live Nation show at Red Rocks Amphitheater. And that contest ends March 31st of 2023. But talk about how the community can help and then talk about this opportunity through taking three actions to get entered into this contest. I think that we've made it uh, easy for people to take action uh, within consciousness alliance and and you know that's just the first step right but like like you said like providing an outlet for people to give back in the middle of a concert in the middle of a good time where folks are already going we've collectively um figured out with artists and musicians like how to make it easy for a musician to give back right and how to make it easy for an artist uh, to give of themselves too. And, and, and from those two pieces coming together, it creates a ripple out to the thousands or hundreds of thousands of fans we interact with a year, providing them an outlet to the entry point into their philanthropic journey from that heart opening experience of like, yeah, I can go, I can go get food and get this sweet art that feeds poster, you know, and, then we drop off the food at the local food bank across the country, wherever the music's playing. And and then that creates a ripple where the food banks, schools, food pantries, community organizations that we're working with uh, now have nourishment, you know, for their community. And so everyone's a part of it, right? It's this beautiful ecosystem. So that's one way is just to find us at a concert, right? And, and like, that's just the entry point. There's so much more uh, that we also do that the bands, brands, artists, and fans join us in. But like that is a beautiful entry point. And then, as you mentioned, we have this contest going. You can go to consciousalliance.org backslash take action. And just by creating uh, 
this opportunity for you, like you can, can, you listening today can take three actions towards ending hunger nationally. And that could be uh, by watching a video and learning about hunger or reading an article on Conscious Alliance recent work or following us on social. So if you complete three of those actions that are listed, you automatically get entered to win two tickets to any one Red Rock show in 2023. So, you know, someone's going to be the lucky winner. I hope that you listening today get just a little bit more inspired and 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 take just two minutes or less um, to find out more. And look, I'm actually not asking that everyone get involved in Conscious Alliance. I think my request is to just do something. Again, no action is too small. So take action. There's a, there's a lot of beautiful causes. There's a lot of really important work and there's many great communities out there. I welcome you to join Conscious Alliance and most importantly, find something that speaks to your heart and creates more passion and more love in your heart each day. Yeah, absolutely. I think once you start to care, it really changes how you look at the world and how you look at yourself as a change maker. What's been the feedback from, especially with the children? I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, the food banks, but being able to go and serve and provide the food to the children, talk about that impact, because I I go back to the comment you made, sadly, about the 11-year-old who committed suicide on the reservation. And how can we as a society pour more love and support into our youth so that that tragedy doesn't happen, right? Like, so talk about what the impact is from the youth and and seeing that impact that you can have on somebody else to then carry that forward to create a relationship and an opportunity to pour in. We're really lucky to have so many partners, um, so many teachers and and folks that work at schools who who truly care about the kiddos in their classrooms. I think that the pandemic taught us that hunger affects families in every single community across the country, and that many people are actually right on the fringe of becoming food insecure with rising costs. And, you know, it just, it takes one thing, like it takes a parent losing a job and it's just not as far away. And and when I say in every community, I mean like on every street in every community and there's enough food in this country to feed everybody. It's just about redistributing it. And, and, you know, you, you bring up mental health and I, I think, I don't think I know um, that it is a very big problem. I know that it takes a lot of support from a lot of different sides. Um, And so I'll speak to what I have not even know, but have experienced uh, through doing work to get nourishment to kiddos. Um, Do I think it's, the end all now. I, I think that it's. I think it's a really big um, problem that we're facing here. But 
I do know that when you have the right nourishment, quality food that is truly feeding your body, and I have seen it from working in schools that um, by having consistent meals, by not stressing about where your next meal is going to come from or that the lunch you had at school is going to be the last meal you have until you come back to school in the morning, like helping to bridge that gap to make sure that kiddos have food on nights and weekends um, can lower anxiety. It can reduce stress. It can help increase focus. I mean, just for a second, imagine being somewhere on Friday afternoon and and not knowing if you were going to have a complete meal over the weekend until you came back on Monday. Like, of course it would be stressful. Of course it would be heartbreaking. Of course it would be hard to focus. Like, of course, sadness, of course, anger, like all the things, right? Like, and so food and, and quality food is critical. Right. I think there's a lot of other things too, but quality food is critical. Give us some words of encouragement when you look at how far conscious alliance has come. And obviously, as you said, you're not putting a limitation on what's possible. Anything is possible, infinite possibilities. What are your words of encouragement for the future ahead for individuals to get involved and make a difference, just like we're talking about, to be intentional, to care? Again, I go back to, and I don't mean to oversimplify it, but just start taking action, right? And it doesn't have to be with a big or small organization. It doesn't have to be national or local, like you pick, right? And then also like it can be beautifully macro, which is just like sharing a smile with somebody, <laughs> asking how someone's day is and then giving a shit about what the answer is like being there for the, for the conversation, right? Like smiling at somebody can go a long way. And, and like, while also creating endorphins for oneself, right? Like it's, it's about the little wins, right? Like there, it's not just, I mean, I know we talked about some big milestones, but I think at the end of the day, it's like those big milestones happen when we take time to recognize that there are little wins along the way. And I mean, in our daily lives from morning to night, like those little moments are the ones that add up to a good day. And a good day might be a stretch. Maybe it's a good conversation or a good 20 minutes or a good hour during the day. Like I think a day is a long time sometimes, right? And then all of a sudden we're like, oh man, we actually had a good week. And that was a a pretty good month, right? But like, again, going back to like, man, that was a good conversation. That was a good hour. Like, that's okay too. Life is pretty tough sometimes, you know? And I, I don't mean to be a downer. I just want to recognize for you listening out there, like there, it it can be beautiful and it can be hard. So like, sometimes it is that like, Hey, I had one good moment today and that's okay. Right. But like letting that ripple into being a part of 
the community, the bigger community, the, you know. Yeah. And I think too, perspective is in many cases, the public gets to see the big things. They don't see the small things that lead to the big things. And so the big things don't happen unless you have the small things that get you there. And sometimes, you know, as you mentioned, um, it could be a small conversation, a smile. It could be the simplest things, but the small create the big. Let's talk about some of the small. We'll switch over and do a little bit of a lightning round as we wrap up. But, you know, short questions, short answers, just a fun chance to get to know you better. But let's start out. What do you like to do to relax? I'm terrible at relaxing. Um, there are two things that maybe three that, that get me to relax. Um, one is spending time with my nieces and nephews. Like when I'm with them at hundred percent unplugged, ready to hang. Um, the other big one is a one-on-one time. So like uh, connecting with a friend or family and going out to dinner, like one-on-one and getting to dig in. And kind of, like I said, at the beginning of the hour, like I'd much rather sit and hear what's going on with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So that's that opportunity for me. What is a favorite vacation spot? I love going to Mexico and just sitting on the beach, like hearing the waves, watching the sunrise, watching the sunset. Epic. So when someone comes to visit you from out of town, what are one or two things you like to do? Uh, we're going to go to my favorite ice cream spot. And we're going to go out for a really nice meal. Those are like the two uh, guarantees. What is a favorite movie or TV show? What's something you enjoy watching? I'd say I'm still hooked on Shit's Creek. What's a favorite or not a favorite, but a quote that inspires you? It can be a favorite quote, but you have to get it obviously like verbatim, but what's a, a quote that inspires you? Oh, here we go. So this is the sweatshirt that I'm wearing today. Um, I I learned about this uh, sweatshirt from my friend who is nine. He is my personal hero. Um, he started an anti-bullying campaign that went national uh, when he was uh, seven and eight years old. But the sweatshirt I'm wearing today says, be you, they'll adjust. I love it. <laughs> So you are obviously creating your legacy every single day and many, many, many years from now, what do you hope your legacy is for you personally and obviously with Conscious Alliance? I think that they're in some ways um, almost the same and not to tie me to Conscious Alliance or vice versa. I just think that at the end of the day, it's um, really simple. Let's lead with compassion. Um, and I think that that's why conscious science works for me. It's like, you know, again, going to that awakening compassion. And I think it's important. I think it's what's going to uh, carry us for generations and generations. If we can almost tap into like what we learned in kindergarten, (laughs) you know? Well, the world needs a lot more compassion, that's for sure. So wrap up with where we can follow you, your efforts, get involved, obviously, with Conscious Alliance. So you mentioned the website before. Go ahead and mention it again. Where do we go? What do we follow? Social media, the whole nine yards. Where do we go? Yep. So you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Conscious Alliance. Uh, You can also go to our website, ConsciousAlliance.org. And if you want to uh, join the contest and take action for the chance to win the two tickets at Red 
progress, go to consciousalliance.org backslash take action. Well, Justin Levy, you are a change maker indeed. Greatly appreciate you coming on the podcast, sharing your powerful, amazing story and all the good you're doing with Conscious Alliance. So thank you so much for all you do and for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. Thank you for listening to the Changemakers podcast produced by City Current and brought to you by Lipscomb and Pitts Insurance. To learn more about our guests and share your stories of others leading by example, visit us online at citycurrent.com or follow us on social media using at City Current. Please make sure to subscribe, rate and review our podcast wherever you listen. Now think big, start small and act now. Be a change maker.